0: You are listening to Oliver Dixon on the Station of the Year. You're listening to SAFM Sunrise. We're coming to you live from Cape Town International Convention Center where the Department of Higher Education and Training will be having a pre-budget vote breakfast uh, here at the Cape Town International Convention Center. And right now, the Director General for Higher Education and Training, Dr. Nkosinati Sishi, is with us this morning. Uh, DG, good morning. Welcome to SAFM Sunrise. really, really do appreciate it. yeah can I just ask that you sit a little bit closer speak directly into the mic and you can put on those headphones just to hear me much clearer uh, so that we don't drown out in the noise um, look there's there's a theme this year around the budget uh, vote uh, that that you will be tabling or at least that the minister will be tabling before Parliament uh, and it, it it really speaks to one the national skills fund um, and 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 the impact that has driven can you tell us about the national impact skills funds uh, uh, impact, the national skills funds impact very specifically because we are in a situation where we're talking about higher education and training being diversified to beyond just uh, university training uh, but beyond uh, what what we're speaking of oftentimes is post-high school training that makes us job skills ready, that makes us competitive in the employment market. What has the skills fund achieved in the last fiscal?
1: Well, first and foremost, the constitution of the Republic of South Africa uh, directs that uh, basic education will be compulsory, um, which therefore means uh, every year we have uh, hundreds of young people exiting the basic education and training system uh, to find that uh, the further education and training, which in terms of the constitution, should be made incrementally available, uh, which therefore means it depends on the capacity of the state to make it available. Therefore the issue of the skills fund becomes very important because it is an enabler. It is the instrument for ensuring that every year we are able to keep on expanding the system to allow access and improve access to many young people of South Africa
0: how is the skills fund broken up and dispersed right uh, to which institutions and programs is it dedicated to and how are those decided upon
1: all right the the, the national skills fund is uh, dispersed in terms of the uh, skills uh, levy act which therefore means uh, it is derived from generally a percentage uh, you know contribution of uh, all employers yeah uh, therefore the responsibility for dispersing uh, this is uh, well uh, uh, articulated in the in the legislation. Yeah. Uh, f- the primary focus is youth and adults, young people of South Africa. Uh, currently, we've got a, a system that has uh, uh, admitted about 2.5 million young people in, in the country, which is about 1.1 million at universities, about 600,000 in Tibet colleges and the rest absorbed. Uh, through uh, our CETAs, but uh, sitting outside of the education and training system is about 3.4 million young people that are not in education, not in any form of training, and unemployed. And therefore the skills fund, notwithstanding the fact that traditionally it would be dispersed to institutions like your TVET colleges, your universities, targeted youth uh, establishments in the country, but uh, uh, most important in this particular budget is uh, beginning to look at those young people that are sitting outside yeah. of the system and, and not benefiting from the skills fund. So,
0: I mean, it's a tough question. It's, in a, it's it, it really is a programmatic and perhaps even a political question. But how do we get 3.4 million young people into further education?
1: It's not a matter of choice, we have to do it Um, if uh, we love this country, if uh, we believe in the people of of our country, we have to do everything in our power to do it. I already have appointed regional managers throughout the system of uh, uh, post-school education and training to do a registration process. I want to know them by name, I want to know where they live, I want to know when the last time they were at school, I want to know what the state can do. To assist, we're yeah. not, not going to stand on the si- sidelines just talking about them as if they are statistics.
0: Yeah, but I mean, that's the that's compiling a database. How do you use the database to activate them into further education training? Is there a streamlined approach that says, while well, we've identified you, here you go?
1: Okay, the first thing is that uh, this year we're going to develop a roadmap. Uh, that roadmap is a roadmap for um, the size and shape of the post school education and training system. What we mean by this is that uh, um, most young people aspire to go to varsity. This is an abnormality in our system. Ordinarily, young people would aspire to go to TVET colleges in any other country, anywhere in the world. And so it's important for us to make TVET colleges the institutions of choice by ensuring that the programs offered there are aligned to to the uh, opportunities in the economy uh, by the quality of provisioning is also one of the best so that uh, not only when they exit are they to be absorbed by our own economy but they are also attracted uh, you know uh, by other opportunities in the global economy that is the the primary uh, focus of the budgets of this year yeah. and uh, this is what is going to inform the work that we're going to be doing going forward.
0: Have you paid any consideration to the administration of the fund? right? Because as we speak, this morning students will be marching to hand over a mef- re- referendum around the administration of NESFAS, saying that one, the appeals process is taking too long. Two, uh, this indirect payment system through universities for allowances means that universities can keep this money in their bank accounts accrue as much uh, interest as possible, meaning they delay paying out students Three, sometimes as these in ordinary delays in payments on on just tuition and other stuff, right? NSFAS uh, hasn't been always a perfect system uh, as an administrator. Uh, w- what has been the consideration in the last fiscal going into the new fiscal in this budget about improving the fund administration altogether?
1: All right, I'll be very practical in my response. Uh, first and foremost, governance of uh, the national skills funds has got to change in the last uh, three financial years the auditor general has uh, uh, cited uh, horrific uh, governance issues in the in the fund and this has to change but i think you already have seen that in the last financial year the audit outcomes of the of of the national uh, skills funds have changed for the better Uh, but this is not good enough uh, because this is how important this national skills fund is what i've done in this year is to appoint a new fund manager a new CFO, and uh, we've already advertised uh, for the appointment of uh, uh, the the C, the chief executive of the of the institution, so that uh, governance and accountability is strengthened in the institution. But what is important also is to make the fund accessible, so that uh, you don't have to go to Pretoria to access officials and assistance that we can find. It must be accessible in regions, it must be accessible in our villages, and therefore we're going to make sure that the footprint of um, the the fund is uh, accessible to the most needy in the economy.
0: Thank you so much for your time this morning. I really, really do appreciate it. Director General of Higher Education and Training in South Africa. What are your thoughts today? Taking your reaction 0614104107 on our WhatsApp voice note line. You can give us a call 060860002032. Tweet me. It is at Oliver underscore speaking.